This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Young Gunner. What up, it's your boy Ant Wright. It has been a while, man. It has been a while. But yo, check this out. Um, I'm gonna be in a locker room a lot. Locker room, I'm gonna be able to tape these, uh, taping these live. So you guys can like come in, join in, um, uh, talk with me live, and you know, give me your feedback. You know, ask questions. I I can ask you questions, and, and you know, just and just have an open discussion. You know, just like I do on you know uh, Twitter, just having an open an open community discussion. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm going to be on locker room a lot, a lot, a lot. When I say a lot, I mean I'm talking, um, especially when basketball season comes around, um, a lot of a lot of pregame stuff, um, a lot of postgame stuff, and um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet with streaming yet. I'm still back and forth between being on locker room and me having a live audio during the game for you guys, where where you can join me and ask questions, or I may just I'm thinking about. Uh, streaming the game, but using Periscope, because um, Periscope is super easy. Because it goes on Twitter, you can look at it, done deal. And Periscope is also dope because I can go and like look at the footage, and I could use that for instructional videos or show like what happened and um, whether positive or negative or what someone needs to fix before the next game or. Um, something good or bad the coaches did in terms of substitutions or rotations, um, or like lineups or anything like that. So, uh, give me as much feedback as you can. Uh, this is going to be the biggest weekend, I believe of the year. And I say that because this is going to be opening weekend for big 10 sports. Um, not, not sports, but big 10 football. Uh, I'm really focusing on like you know, football and basketball, but really we haven't had big 10 basketball or football since, uh, beginning of March, you know, it's been, uh, almost eight months, almost eight months. And that's wild, but we're finally here. We are finally back. Um, I'm going to go into locker room here in a little bit and I'm going to have, um, you know, whoever joins me, joins me. It's going to be dope. It's going to be cool. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about, um, the uh, Shondi Brown situation, uh, what's uh, going on there, and one of his boys, Olivier Saar, I believe his name is, uh, he got the waiver uh, to play for Kentucky immediately, 
And due to the circumstances, I don't see why they wouldn't go ahead and let um, Shandi get that waiver as well. But, you know, talk about Shandi, and hopefully we can get into some football and some uh, uh, basketball talk as well. Um, but, yeah, long time. I haven't, man, I haven't done a pod in like a month, which is wild because I've been on Locker Room a lot. Um, but what I'm going to start doing is um, – I'm going to start being on there a good deal, and I'm going to tape all those episodes. And make sure to put them up here for those who aren't able to uh, get in live. And then we, we can always go back and see, you know, what I got right, what I got wrong, what my thoughts were um, about certain games. I'm not going to give, you know, don't put too much into my football predictions. You know, that's more of me being like a homer or like a fan. But when it comes to basketball, I'm really interested to see, um, especially a lot of my pregame stuff. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, you guys watch the game in a certain way. Um or see the game in a different way where you're not just focused on, you know, who's scoring, what's the score. It's you know, how did they score or, uh, you know, why didn't they, you know, stop someone from driving here or there. Paying attention to lineups more, uh, understanding why the game is not very high scoring. And it's not because of defense. Maybe it's because it's just poor shooting. Maybe it's because of concepts. Maybe one team is throwing more spam and junk out there. Um, I really hope that these pregame dis- discussions really help you out where I'll be going over rosters. I'll be going over uh, team concepts, what to look out for, who to look out for, um, you know, who's going to be the, the most important players in order for their team to win. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of things on there. So um, if you have any suggestions uh, to make that better for you, because this is really for you, for you guys. Um, if you have any suggestions to, to, you know, make things better as we go, please let me know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not one who doesn't like criticism. Like, please critique me, uh, to make sure that, uh, you guys get the best experience out of this whole thing. All right. So I'm about to just read, read some ads here and then we're going to get right into locker room. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't, you have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with the free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer is valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, 
BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What's happening, my guy? What's happening, man? Not much. I saw uh, Shawnee's boys from Wake Forest uh, got that waiver waiting on his. Uh... Man, that's huge. That's huge. That's so big, man. So um, one of the things was, what, didn't didn't he leave um, after the like? What was the situation? He left before the coach left, right? He left before, but writing was on the wall. You know. Okay. It's one of those things. I think he left, and then like a week and a half later. Um, dude got fired, but writing was on the wall for him, man. Um, so I think that's why I think he'll still get the waiver. I have to look up when Olivier saw, um, exactly when he left. I think that's going to be a big thing too. Um, is finding that out, but, um, this, this is going to be, be, you know, big, you know, this is going to be the difference in them, uh, middle of the pack of the big 10 or Mm -hmm. contending for, a Big Ten championship, and it's no going to be uh, it's going to be interesting, man. And um, I had a Michigan State guy. He was like, you know, Brown's okay, but you know, does he really push you to be a contender? And my response to him was most definitely because, you know, before without Shondi Brown, there is a pretty wide gap between Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois, and Michigan State. I think those are my top four. Um, I have Michigan at right now six or seven in the conference. Um, I think with the addition of Shawnee Brown, I still think I still think they're at number five. Um, but only one to two games are, are going to separate the champion from being like fourth or fifth. No, so I think Shondi, I think Shondi can, you know, he can close out. He's so good on defense, man. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he can steal one or two games. Those one or two games are going to be big when you're talking about a Big Ten championship of, you know, do you get the stop or not? You know, you know, he's on Ayo Dusumu, not Xavier Simpson. Right. Now you have a bigger, stronger player um, guarding down the, sh- down, down the stretch and not a smaller guard. Yeah, I mean the thing with Michigan for for this coming year is I think there's so many guys that um that could like be a part of the rotation, but what is their closing five going to be? So like a guy like Hunter Dickinson, like that's a guy who's probably like talented enough to start, but is that yeah. a guy you want on the floor, you know, come the last, you know, 8 minutes of a game when you need stops because he's got some slow feet and stuff like that. Right. Um so like do you want to go with like an ultra athletic lineup where you're playing like Livers and Shondi with like Brandon uh, Johns and Bob. Yeah, exactly. And like Wagner and you go like kind of like this athletic big. He is, what's, what kind of irritated me about uh, Jawan um, last year was he didn't go to the small ball lineup um, no, when I thought no. that he should, when he should, should, should have. He not even didn't go small. He went bigger and slower. <laughs> right. <laughs> the Wisconsin game drives me absolutely nuts. The, the Wisconsin game at home, you have Nate Reavers and Micah Potter, two guys. Neither one of them are true five men. They're, they're legit stretch fours playing the four and the five. And you're out there with John Teske 
and you're out there with Austin Davis. Yeah, so, so like, what do you think, what do you think only... happened with Teske? Because, you know, Juwan obviously has had such a good experience in Miami, like coaching bigs, and he just yeah. – he regressed big time last year. Uh, I think it was – I think I think mentally just – they had one – they had one post co- one post coverage, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't do that in this league. The Big Ten is so well coached top to bottom. Yep. Um, and so the coaches were like, go in there and feast. They're not going to help. They're not going to jab. They're not going to show you with doubles c- coming from the top side or the bottom side. Um, you could go down there and you could eat and go to work. And mm-hmm. then that's where you see a stretch of these big dudes averaging like 30 a game on Teske when really it wasn't. You know, it is his fault because he was the one def- defending, but the but the scheme did him no favors, if right. that makes sense. No, no, definitely, definitely. It was just interesting to see Austin Davis thrive and then Teske take a step back. Yeah, but Austin Davis, I mean, he thrived, but let's be real. He, you know, he, he, he never played more than 12 to 14 right. minutes. Right, right, right. So um, he gave what he gave, and he was physical and – um, he finished really well around the rim, and I think that Jawan's confidence in him also upped his game. So um, good for him because that's what a lot of players go through is that they get to that level. They can all hoop. If there's a Division One player, they could. <laughs> they were really freaking good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to come down to, you know, confidence. What is the coach doing to instill confidence? Are they encouraging you to play your game or are they telling you, hey, sit in the corner and don't mess up? Right. So you have a situation like, you know, Austin Davis is on <laughs> he is pushing a break against Michigan State and gets like does like a Euro step flat right. on the ground. I'm yeah. like, this dude is real comfortable out there. And, yeah. then, and that's when Jawan got his tech because he wanted a foul. But mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about he has the confidence to do a Euro step against Michigan State in transition. Like, this dude is really feeling himself. No, for sure. I mean, like, the thing I really like about Michigan, is I think they're maybe one of the most athletic teams they've had in, in a long time uh, this coming year. I mean, assuming obviously that Shondi gets his waiver, but like the fact that you can go like with like your your three bigs is like Shondi, um, Livers, and Johns. Like I I like the prospect of doing that. Like I think it would it, it would probably give a lot of teams a lot of fits. And Wagner, I mean, like don't forget Wagner's like six nine, yeah, he's like six, six nine, yeah, yeah. Like that dude is that dude is a dude. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, people see him out there and they think he's like six six one eighty. Like, no, mm-hmm. dude is, like, 210, 215, like, all of 6'9 plus. 100%. So I want, um, your, I want your take on uh, on Mike Smith. Mike Smith is going to yeah. be interesting with him, man, because he's coming from Columbia, right? Mm-hmm. At Columbia, Columbia did not win a lot. No, they, they, were were towards, they were towards the bottom of the Ivy League, if not last. Um, he took a lot of shots. Wasn't the most efficient, but that's the thing, like, it's very easy to be good on a bad team. Yeah. And and he hasn't won. Neither has Shondi Brown. Mm-hmm. So you're really like, okay, you know, how are guys like Wagner and Livers and Eli Brooks, guys who have played in a, in a national title game, mm-hmm. going to be able to rub off on these guys so they can understand, you know, this is the culture here. You know, we don't 
you know, we don't hang out at the bottom of the league. Never, yeah, exactly. Um, Connor, you can come up here. Uh, just wanted to address the Lofton right quick. Williams from Purdue exposed us in the post, post defense. Yes, Williams exposed. He had a wild game. He was shooting like step backs from three. He was nuts. Um, Luca Garza exposed. Uh, Daniel Oturu exposed. If you were a big and you were facing Michigan in that sh- in that stretch, you were coming in the game south. All right, so I had I had my own issues in our athletic department today. What happened at Penn State? Well, what happened Ooh. at Penn State? So something happened with Rasir Bolton. Bol- Bolton is currently at Iowa State, I believe, um, and he was at Penn State. Where Pat Chambers, I've I've been like, because <laughs> this has been a thing for a while now, and I've been waiting to see what's going to happen. I thought it would be like maybe like a few games suspension or something like that, but he's straight up resigning. So he told Razier Bolton something about, um, you know, something about you know having a noose around Bolton's neck during a team meeting, mm-hmm. um, and. You can't say that in 2019, 2020, Shit, bro. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, so that's what happened with that, and that's why he chose to resign immediately, which I'm shocked that the dude at Wichita State is still there after all the stuff that he's been doing, you know? Well, this morning we are uh, AD stepped down, so we've had that going on today. And I just happened to see the Penn State stuff while I was working. Who stepped down? I missed that. Boise State's AD stepped down today. Oh, interesting. To, to know focus, why? To focus on a fundraising role with the university. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. You can interpret that however you want to interpret that. Yeah, that's more like, <laughs> hey, we like you, but we don't love you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Hang out here, but eh, you're not great at your job. Um, and his contract was up in June anyway, so I don't I don't know anything. I knew it as soon as I got the D1 ticker email, and my boss knew it about the same time. Jeez, man. That's tough. That's tough, man. I don't know what's – I don't know what's happening with that. You would think that, like, a year like this, people would probably stay put um, it's just, been worse. Yeah, just so there's there's you know some type of consistency, continuity. Um, but yeah, people are just dropping like flies, man. Good lord. Oh man. And, so yeah. And do you have any uh, any thoughts about these these couple of five stars that just put Michigan in their top five? Uh, which ones? Because there's uh, a couple. There's Caleb yeah. Houston, and then yeah, there Caleb is, Houston, and then the kid from Florida that was committed to Florida State. Then there's Bryce McGowan. So yeah. let let me start with McGowan's because he's fresh. I just did a whole bunch of stuff on him two nights ago. Or no, 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 last night. Mm-hmm. So McGowan's is down to five: Florida State, um, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, and Nebraska. Uh, I don't think he's going to go to Florida State. Um, I do not think he's going to go to LSU unless that check clears. Um, <laughs> Georgia will be interesting uh, on the on the on the fact that because the NCAA chose to waive this year of you know the whole eligibility. Yeah. Justin Kyer and a dude named Andrew Garcia. Kyer is from George Mason. 
Um, Andrew Garcia is from Stony Brook. Those two guys are coming in as fifth-year seniors. They're going to have a sixth year that following year, and they're both Bryce McGowan's position. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna so he's gonna be competing with them and it's and it's gonna be you know tough. Um honestly, man, I think he goes to Nebraska and well, really? Yeah, because his his brother's a four-star guard who went to Pitt, transferred to Nebraska, immediately eligible. So he'll be able to play with his brother through 2023. So this is Josh Christopher all over again in terms of playing with the brother and, and playing that up. Right, exactly. So okay. I think I think Nebraska would be a favorite there um, on the point that his brother there is, you know, one. And then two, nobody's really talented enough to, you know, take the ball from him. Right. Um, where you have that at pretty much every other school. I mean, but the, so LSU, the kid's just going to go to Nebraska and like. Yeah. Or, and just, you know. you know, ball dominate. Wow. You know, and uh, yeah. But but I you think, would think that Jawan's Jawan's pitch to him would be that, um you know, Mike Smith would be gone. Eli would be gone too. Like no, they won't come right in. No, they won't be gone. Oh, wait. So you think like a guy like, like Eli would stay another year? Yeah. Why not? I guess. Where I mean, going to go. Where are you going to go? You know, you're uh, free. I mean, isn't the, the theory the longer you stay in college, the uh, the slower you get to that check? Yeah, but I mean, Eli isn't a Trey Burke. No, Eli sure. is made for college. Just like if Aaron Kraft, Aaron Kraft would play two more years. Now Aaron and, Kraft would play fifteen years at Ohio. State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you have Eli Brooks. You know why? Why wouldn't you come back the sixth year and get your master's paid for? Mm-hmm. You could finish out a, a master's in about you know two years. Right. You know, so you're so you so you graduate, you graduate, um, you graduate this year. He could come back a fifth year, so I'm not sure if he'll be able to graduate fully, but you get some of your grad school paid for. Shawnee Brown comes back. Yeah. Mike yeah. Smith comes back. Yeah, this is fascinating. So how do they manage the scholarships with this? Do they just, like, pump it up to, like, 18 or something? They're, a, a, anybody with the COVID stuff doesn't count towards – if you've, like, reached a certain eligibility threshold, like, none of the COVID – people uh count towards that scholarship limit that's crazy so so like a, a team like kentucky for example that's you know got a, a pretty loaded class coming in yep not every year all the guys are going to the pros like exactly. usually it's about you know 60 percent of them will, will head out right so they they could be like absolutely loaded next year they could be yeah wow but 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 if these guys with these strong inner circles, they will not allow them to go to Kentucky because of that that uh, reason. That's why I've said before, I think guys are going to have to decommit and go elsewhere. Wow. So so a good example, I think, would be like Jaden Hardy, you know, who is from Michigan but out in Nevada now. Like, you think that's a kid that maybe – would have gone to Kentucky before, but now might go to UNLV, or like, a, or even like a a UCLA. UCLA is not recruiting at a top level right now. Mm-hmm. UCLA would be um, a good one. Wow, a good. And this changes the whole game. It does. It does. I've I've also heard from this is from Division One coaches themselves. Um, I have heard 
that, you know, they're looking at the 2021 class like, eh, is it, you know, should we? Should we sign? You know, like, should we, they're, yeah. like, really hesitant on that class for two reasons. One, everyone's coming back that following year, maybe. Two, that waiver one-year transfer rule is going to be in effect next year. Are you, Would you rather have someone who's been, you know, two years under a top program come in? Or do you want an 18-year-old kid? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, think and, that, no, I think that answer is pretty clear what you'd want. Yeah. So there was no way to go about this the right way when it comes to COVID and the NCAA. Right. Someone was going to get screwed. And they chose not to screw the seniors. How does this imp- how does this impact the G League stuff? The G the uh, G League select, yeah, it it doesn't really impact them. Uh, you know, you do have name, image, and likeness coming out soon where you can make money, um, but the G League select contract stuff is still going to be right there for the top prospects. A guy like Mike Foster, you'll see in the twenty twenty one class. Um, uh, he'll be looking at that. You know, there's going to be guys who are going to qualify for that and go that route. But that's not a lot. That's, you know, maybe a few guys per year. That's really not a concern. My main concern now is going to be these transfers who are just like after every year, half half of everyone's roster is just going to just switch around like it's musical chairs. So I. Like, it seems like next year, not this year, but next year is going to be a wild year of college basketball. Like, even like a, of Amani Bates or somebody like transfers into that class. Um, it's it going to be, be interesting. 2021, 2022 is going to be an interesting year, man, because you're going to have guys shuffling around on top of guys still going to be there. Yeah. That previous, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Wow. That's going to be insane. Yeah. Jeez. I don't, I don't know how, how they like navigate this. Like, it seems like it's going to screw some kids. You're getting screwed. If you make any decision outside of sacrificing that senior class, it's going to get screwed. You think this is bad? NCAA football. Like imagine <laughs> half your roster. Le- like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at that. But um, I was talking to Don on here, and he also made a good point where he said that, which makes sense, you're going to see more talented teams uh, throughout the NCAA now. Um, you know, maybe your high four-star is not looking at the Kentuckys, not looking at, like, Clemson. No, maybe they're looking the at Oregon State. Maybe they're looking at Northwestern. Definitely. Maybe. Maybe they're looking at the high mids like Loyola. Maybe they're looking at like a Murray State, Moorhead, and going there and playing right away. These HBCUs who are, you know, starting to make some noise mm-hmm. with with uh, um, recruiting. So I think you're you're going to see more talent. I think in within the next three or four years, we can possibly see like two mid majors and a a Final Four, That's and incredible. it's all because of this. Yeah. No, I think it's it's good for the sport. Um, it's just going to be weird to like transition to that for a year and then try to get back to normal. Sucks um, for the kids, man. But for the next five or for, for the next four to five years, we're going to be dealing with these large rosters. Right. 
I mean, as a fan, I'm fine with it. But yeah, if you're if you're a top kid right now, that's like not necessarily a five star, like a like a top fifty kid. You got some decisions to make. Yeah, you do. Yeah. In terms 100%. of Saturday, in terms of Saturday, what's your thoughts? Um, Michigan, Michigan should win. Um, they usually do come out prepared, especially if there's some continuity from the uh, year before. No big staff changes happened mm-hmm. or occurred. Um, new new quarterback though, but um, the uh, defensive tackle position and the the DBs are going to be a question mark. But I'm hearing that Minnesota's front line is very very weak. Uh, not a lot of guys returning. A couple guys opted out. Um, I heard they got some COVID issues too. Yeah, COVID issues. So. Michigan should be able to con- to control the line. Uh, Minnesota has a dude named like Rashad Bateman or so- or something. Yeah, wide Lead the wide receiver. Yeah. But if you're getting to the QB within a second and a half, it doesn't matter how good that receiver is. You know, no, for he, sure, he's not getting it when the QB is running for his life. For sure. I mean, the corners are weak this year, but I feel like if if it starts to go south, maybe in the first or second quarter. They might just tell Dax Hill, like, all right, you're going man on him. Like, don't get beat. Right. So that's going to be interesting, man. Um, I think, like, Minnesota opened up, like, is like one or two-point favorites on Bet Online. Yeah. But then Vegas came out and had Michigan, like, minus one. Now they're up to uh, three-point favorites, which is interesting. Um, well, what else is going on? And then Michigan State Rutgers. I think Rutgers <laughs> – I think Michigan State is 13. That was a gift by the Big Ten to start the Mel Tucker era. Not ne- not necessarily, man. Um, Greg Schiano is there. I know the players that they brought back aren't very good, but it's it's going to be an in- interesting game, and I'm glad it's at noon mm-hmm, um, me too. just to get it out the way um, because you, cause you have, like, noon. I'll probably come on here, and then after the Michigan-Minnesota game, I'll probably come on here again. Um, I just think, um, you know, people are like betting like Rutgers all day, Michigan State all day. And I'm like, look, man, you don't want to touch this game. Just no. watch it for entertainment. Uh, see what Mel, Mel Tucker has. Um, see what Shiano does. Cause Shiano's, you know, he's what Rutgers best coach in the last 50 years. Yeah. Or, I mean, his, or team, something. his team like a decade ago was great. He had like a uh, Ray Rice in them, right? Yeah, no, they were like I think they were like top five in the country at that time. They were tough. They were tough, and uh, you know that's not gonna gonna be Rutgers this coming year because they're just you know not talented. Yeah, enough. But um, but you're but, but you have Shiano versus a coach who is only in his second year coaching. Well, there's so much talent in New Jersey too, and I, and I feel like they're doing a better job of of getting transfers, like big time talents from the area that are that are transferring back to Rutgers, yeah, um, and, and also just keeping kids at home. Like I feel like they're they're starting to. It's not the Rutgers of like old where you can like chalk it up to a sixty point win. Right. Exactly. Um, I was watching. Um, someone was being interviewed. It was like a high school coach at. Uh, one of these New Jersey schools. And he said, you know, when Ash got there, you know, he's not making rounds to, you know, to all these, to every New Jersey school. And um, I believe with, I believe like, you know, like that's the, 
the biggest thing from when Shiano was there, you know, Shiano was in literally like, like every single school, no matter how good or how bad, because when you go to these schools, they either have somebody or they know someone who has somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these coaches want, you know, kids from Jersey to, you know, do well and make the right choice. And, um, I think it's going to be an, a very interesting game because there's so many question marks uh, surrounding both teams. I mm-hmm. think Michigan State was still toggling their quarterbacks as of like a week ago. Oh, they haven't announced the quarterback. Right. So, like, is, is it, you know, Rocky? Is it Theo? Like, you know, like, who knows? Is it Boy Kim? I don't know. <laughs> um, there are – there's a few options out, out there. I do think it's going to be Lombardi just from how long he's been there. So, he understands game and pace, even though even though Mel Tucker won't – maybe Mel doesn't like him long-term, but mm-hmm. just to get the the season off started to the right foot, um, probably goes with the more experienced quarterback. Well, there. the scary thing for them is that they got Michigan Week too. That too. That so too. they got to figure that out. They got four quarters to figure out who their quarterback is. Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they start Rocky just because he's the experienced one. But uh-huh. if he doesn't look good in the first and second quarter, like I wouldn't be surprised at halftime if he switches it up. If he pulls it, yeah, yeah. Like, he can't afford to go four quarters of, like, mediocre quarterback play and then go right into a Michigan game. Yeah, you can't do that. No. You can't do that. But Even though Michigan's a bit down, you know, they're still Michigan and they still have a ton of talent. You you still have a a defensive coordinator there that, you know, outside of Ohio State, I mean, he eats offenses alive. Definitely. You you know what I mean? So, and Mel was very run-heavy at Colorado. Um uh, talk talking to those guys. He was like forty five, fifty five, uh, pass run. So he ran about fifty five percent of the time, roughly. Uh, so he was he was he's like a big like Georgia type of dude. Very, yeah. very, very conservative. You know, win the game with you know defense and toughness and and all that fun stuff. I mean, listen, nothing against Mel. Like, like I think he's a, a great recruiter. Obviously, like he's done a really good job at Michigan State, kind of getting some of that prestige back in terms of recruiting, but what he did with Colorado last year, like LaVisca Chenault like, was not involved at all, which I think is a little troubling if you're a Michigan State fan. LaVisca what? Ch- Chenault from, uh, from Jacksonville, who was like a Heisman contender like going into the year, like barely touched the ball. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yes, yes, um, but, you know, like talking to, you know, Colorado guys, um, you know, they were – they were high on him because of the way that he recruited. And yeah, he's a great recruiter. And, yeah, that was like the big, the biggest thing, and the fact you know, like you know, how they improved along the way, um, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the season, because they were were like five and seven. Were they yeah, five and seven? I, I think they finished six and six or five and seven. Yeah, they, okay, they weren't gotcha. very good. Gotcha. So um, the coach that had left there prior to him mm-hmm. were they more of like a running gun type of? type of team well like, yeah so, so the, year bef- the year before mel was the coach um chenault was like unbelievable like top five player in college football good like kind of like what uh what's his name at purdue was um who, who's the the fast twitchy guy at purdue yep gotcha yeah so like exact same thing like i mean chenault as a rookie is like making plays for for the jags like that's a guy that barely touched the ball last year like fell way below his expectations Gotcha. 
And gotcha. and Mel, Mel Tucker will not have a player close to that on his roster. True. True. They may have troubles. They may have a lot of trouble scoring, which in the Big Ten, if you have trouble scoring, um, you need to find the little ways to win games by three mm-hmm. or four points, um, whether it's special teams or, you know, just, you know, owning the line. You know, you have teams like Iowa who just grind out wins. Teams like, you know, Wisconsin who yep. they'll either grind out a a close win or you'll find yourself down 35-0 in the third quarter and they've mm-hmm. ran the ball for 300 yards or something nuts. Yeah. I mean I want um, I'll give Mel the benefit of the doubt just cuz he's got good pedigree. Like if you if you've been a DC at Georgia, if you were, you know, with the Bears like he was, um I just I'll I'll give him the benefit. Like you got to give him his time to to try to see this thing through, but that roster stinks. Yeah, I mean it needs it needs a lot of help. It needs a lot of help and um, needs a lot of help. <laughs> like a lot of help. Needs a lot of It's especially in our division. Like you can recruit kind of chill on the Big Ten West, and you can find yourself playing for a division title. Mm-hmm. Um, but you cannot do that on the East. When you have guys like, you know, like Penn State, and you have Michigan, and you have Ohio State, uh, even like, even look at Indiana. I think Indiana wins this weekend against Penn State, and Penn Ooh. State's like a seven-point favorite. Is I yeah, that running back's supposed to not be playing for them, which would be huge. Who's not playing? Penn State's like, like top running back, who's a projected first-round pick, one of the best running backs in college football. Um, has, has like some medical concerns. I think oh, it's related. Geez. I don't know if it's related to COVID or not, but like he put out like a, a Twitter video basically saying, like, I'll be back soon. Um, so kind of implying he's not playing this weekend but wants to be back at some point this season. Gotcha. Yeah, man, I think I think Indiana beats Penn State this weekend. Uh, I will not be shocked if that, if, if that happens. Indiana returns a lot of dudes, and mm-hmm. I think they're really hungry from last year's success. I think they were, like, 8-4 and four last year. They, I mean, they, they are so close to getting over that hump. Right, and they haven't beaten Michigan in, like – like 20 something years yeah but like also those games have been so close like they come down to like the last possession or like yeah situation for sure for sure uh what are your thoughts on michigan minnesota uh i mean i think similar to to what michigan state's gonna be going through um i think it would really help out a team like Michigan and Michigan State to have a couple of those early cupcakes on their schedule. Now, I know Michigan wasn't going to have that regardless because they were going to be playing at Washington. But Mm -hmm. just throwing Joe Milton into, like, a cold, you know, Halloween night in Minnesota uh, to, to like, open up his his college football career in a sense, that that doesn't, like, give me a ton of confidence. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't don't necessarily think Minnesota is going to be that good. I think they're a little bit overrated. not as good as they were last year in that sense. And also you're not going to have the fans there. So it's just going to be a different environment than, than like a typical Minnesota game. So it's I mean, almost I got like a neutral. Probably, what'd you say? It's almost like a neutral game. No, it is. And, and the same thing's going to be said for, for next weekend when Michigan plays Michigan state. Yeah. Um, yep. It's just not going to feel like energy. a normal, it's just not going to feel like a normal home game. You bring your own energy yeah. and, I think Michigan State already said this weekend for Rutgers, no, uh, no fans, no band, nothing like that. So that's nuts. Yeah, it's gonna truly be like 
it's gonna be like a scrimmage, like a yeah. live closed scrimmage that's gonna be <laughs> that's on national television. I mean, broadly speaking about like college football, I feel like it's the sport that's been most affected by the pandemic. Yeah, I don't know if you agree. Yes, I agree. Like I it, agree. it feels like it's got zero juice. Yeah. Yes, I'm with you. Like and... even Alabama, Georgia, the other day, like though that's two versus three, and like two unbelievable programs and it, it didn't feel like a, a, a normal Alabama Georgia game with two top five teams. True, but I'll also say this a twenty-five a twenty percent filled stadium is three billion times worse <laughs> better than yeah. an empty one. Yep. Like the whole atmosphere mean like you like you put twenty thousand people, scatter them amongst the crowd you put a band in it doesn't feel as bad exactly it doesn't feel even close as bad but i was watching like clemson versus wake it was like the first game game of the year Mm -hmm. oh i like turned it i'm like what am i doing right but it doesn't seem like the big ten's gonna have like any fans at their games like is even i don't even think ohio state's gonna have fans nope nobody and i think it's a big 10 i think it's a big 10 rule and i think the acc uh they gave the power to the school and what their state is saying. Man. Yeah, man. So, I mean, Wild. like right now I'm, I'm in, I'm in Lawrence, Kansas and I, I, they're just going about it. Like the chiefs are having games with like 20,000 fans. Um, I mean, I, I know like the Jayhawks for football, they didn't have any fans at their first game. And then now they're, they're doing fans at, at their games now and i'm sure basketball is gonna be doing the same yep which is which is very interesting because the fan proximity with basketball is way different than football Mm -hmm. like i catch a basketball like you know like (laughs) like i have felt people breathing on the back of my neck like they are so close to you and yep. you don't have that same intimacy when it comes to uh, football. Mm-hmm. You're so far. You could reach almost falling off the railing just to tip someone's fingers. That's when they're walking out the tunnel. I mean, how do you feel it's going to impact college basketball? I don't think they, they, they can have fans. If they do, they can't be closer than the 10th row. Let me tell you, man, they're obsessed with it here. They're gonna have fans. It might not be a full full packed arena, but they're gonna have fans. And they need to be masked up and you you can't have anybody courtside. Yeah. You know? they, might eliminate court, they, they might eliminate courtside seats. They have to. Yeah. They really have to. They have to eliminate courtside seats. Um what sucks this year is I don't think we're we're like gonna get like pictures. And that's the coolest thing about some of these guys who like freelance, like you got Upchurch, man, you got you got Andy, you got Zoe, you know, like you know, you have people who go to these games and they take mm-hmm. sweet pictures Phenomenal that last pictures. a lifetime. Yep. Last a lot. Did you see do you remember the um the Ronnie Bell picture from last year um where he's like kneeling down? And I don't. Who is it against? With, it was it was at Penn State. It was probably one of the best pictures I've, I've ever seen. 
and I found who did it. And like, like her following went from like a few hundred to like a couple thousand just from that picture. Yeah, it's a sh- um, it's honestly a shame that that stuff. It's a shame because yeah. these people like you know, like this is like their hobby. They mm-hmm. like they like doing it. It's like a little like side thing where like people can like go to their website and purchase pictures and stuff. Yep. It sucks for them. It sucks for them big time. Yeah, I mean, I-, I hope that they'll at least be able to expose people to a little bit of that. But I'm not too optimistic, honestly. We'll see, man. Basketball is going to be different. You know, football, as you can see, is already different. Um, And those are the two sports, really, that, you know, you – that are, you know, constantly on TV, whether it's – But it's so odd. It's so odd looking at the difference between college football compared to the NFL. Like, the NFL feels business as usual. Yeah, but they're, like – they're doing wild – like, wild testing, disclosing – aren't they disclosing things, too? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like we, we know when guys test, test positive or, or are home because they were close to somebody. So, I mean, essentially, yeah. But like NCAA, you know, you have guys out here. Bro, Fleck ain't saying a word about those guys. Yeah. Right. Not They're a keeping word. everything hush-hush. Which I think is, is kind of a joke. Like, you, you can't it's treat true. COVID like an injury. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly what they're doing. Exactly yeah. what they're, uh, what they're doing. So. It's it's just way different, man. Because you have you have college athletes. You know, you know. If you look at Michigan, you know, you have a campus of forty thousand people, mm-hmm. and you're between eighteen and twenty one, twenty two, and you know, you don't want to be cooped up all day. No, and, no, 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 no. And you don't understand the risks, and you do dumb stuff when you're that age. Rather than yeah. you being in the NFL, you slip up. That messes with your money. That messes with the dudes next to you money. You know, if you're a if you're a first stringer and you're in and uh your team is you know trying to get to a playoff and you can't play because you went to the strip club or you went to the grocery store um and you are interacting in ways that you shouldn't be, you're you are messing up your bankroll. You're messing up teammates' bankroll. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think from that standpoint, that's why you see the big difference. No, and Michigan went into lockdown, right? Yeah, Washtenaw County has a stay-at-home order for two weeks. I think it started yesterday or the day before. Wow. Yeah, I mean that doesn't affect sports, I imagine. It uh, does. It does not affect any athletics. All right, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, wait, 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 what? Yeah, I mean, it all from the start. All of this seems very backwards. Um, it is. It, it's it's just really uh, it's interesting to see how how differently states are are reacting to this. It I mean, like, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Where where I'm at, it it doesn't even feel like it really exists outside of just people kind of wearing a mask in a grocery store. Outside of that, you don't really see them. It's. It's unreal. Yeah. This country is unreal, bro. Yeah. Unreal. You know, you have a shutdown with a thousand cases per day. Well, but then we're gonna reopen with twenty thousand new cases. Yep. 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 <laughs> it's nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. So you got a prediction all you for, can do is for Saturday? Just look after you. Say again? You got you got a prediction for Saturday? Um 
I think Michigan wins by like 11, 12. Oh, you think pretty comfortably. Yeah, I think they went comfortably, man. Because if you're dealing with COVID issues, these guys are not practicing. You know? Mm-hmm. So you have guys who aren't practicing. Then you have second stringers coming in. You know, how much have they done hit-wise? Right. And- no, I, I didn't even think about it. That's the thing. So if they're dealing with COVID issues. They're, like, they're not, they're not doing anything right now. They're either not doing anything or they're not in sync. Because right. you're dealing with new lineups, new rotations, new schemes, throwing in new bodies, and then you and then you have to go out and play an an actual game. No, this was um, the the Patriots on, on Sunday just just basically did this where yeah they, they their rolled. facility just kept shutting down, opening back up, shutting down, and then they play a game and they look completely out of sync. Yep, and I think that's what happens. And you have Michigan with no, they haven't had a COVID positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had they've had like one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, no, tip, tip your cap. Tip your cap to what they've done. They've done a great job, man. So, mm-hmm. knock on wood. But if they go in there in sync, even if they're a little bit rusty, but if they're in sync, they should they should they should score a lot of points. And I, I don't agree. think I mean, I'm, I'm super should. high on I'm super high on Joe. Like when people were saying like like I'm ready for the McCaffrey era. Like I was never in on McCaffrey. I was always about Milton. Yeah. And if a I, dude leaves, yeah. If if he makes someone leave, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you kind of put your hands up, like, okay, I guess he's the one. Yeah, you know? yeah. But there are also rumors that that McNamara passed McCaffrey this summer, and a lot of people are like, ah, that's probably not true. But I mean, the fact that that he left when you get the free year of eligibility, I think, says all that you need you need to know. It says a lot. He he has no reason to to not stay with the roster. Like he could stay with the roster, see what happens, and then and if he doesn't play, he dips and he gets the free year of eligibility. Yep. So clearly, the guy. It seems like the guy got passed on the roster. Yep, passed up. I think once, maybe even twice. Right. But I think he goes to play for his dad next year, though. Where's his dad at? Uh, Northern Colorado, I believe. Coaching there. Oh, he took the head job there. I believe so. Yeah. Oh man. I believe so. You think that over like, like just Colorado in general, and and be in close proximity to home. I mean, you're gonna go play for your dad. But you Northern know. Colorado is like not not like big time college football. It doesn't even matter. Really? That's no man. That's you know that's that's family. Yeah, but he's got that's a brother family. that's like a top running back in the NFL. Like. His dad was like a top tight end in the NFL. Like I'm sure he's got NFL aspirations. On top of that, they've seen guys from the FCS and D- Division Two. Look at Trey. Trey Lance is the number two yeah. or number three quarterback. Yep. yep, yep, yep. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that dude played one game this year. One game, but but I mean, but he's been on the radar for like a, yeah, a while yeah. now. Yeah, you know. Um. But yeah, you have guys like that. Uh, two other North Dakota State, right? Quarterbacks. Yeah. No, well. I mean, what, like Wentz was <laughs> North Dakota State. Um, Flacco was Delaware. Yeah. So like, you have guys from like FCS and the Division Two. Um, you know, making that leap. If you're good, you're good. You know what I mean? If yeah, you, I think that the days the days of like not getting noticed, I think, are over. If you're good enough, you'll get noticed. Too much technology, man. And he's got that last name too, so no matter what, he'll be noticed. 
he'll be noticed. Oh, for sure. So even if he even if he doesn't get drafted high, someone's gonna give him a shot just 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 to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can make the argument that if like North North Colorado or wherever you're talking about is like good and he goes there and tears it up, that might actually be better for his career than like risking it at another school where he might not uh, be as successful. Exactly. And you have your dad calling the shots. Yeah, exactly. You know, Going to put you in the best position. and succeed. Yep. yep. Yeah, it'll you be know. interesting to see see what he does. But yeah, I was I was puzzled that he transferred given the current climate of everything. Because he was, him and his family, like, were at one of the, like, one of the rallies or whatever, like, like one of the, the let them play rallies. That yeah. Him, his whole family was there. And a week later, he transfers. I mean, probably after that, like, they probably had, like, a sit-down with all the quarterbacks or, like, one by one, and they're like, hey, look, you were passed up by so-and-so, you're this string, you're this yeah. string, you're this string. And I, I think there was a heart-to-heart after, after that. I think I think we got all the evidence we need that McNamara passed him on, on the depth chart. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild, you know? Good for him. Yeah, for sure. Good all right, last thing, I, last thing I want to touch on before before I head out. Um, Ohio State thoughts. Ohio State what? Thoughts. I mean, they're good. I mean, what else do you want me to say? Dude, they have 14 five-stars on the roster. How did they keep everybody? How did, how did no one that's, out? That's, dude, you take all the five stars from the other Big Ten teams, multiply, multiply that by two, Ohio State still has more. Yeah. <laughs> They're so good. I can't believe Don Brown has a job still after what happened the last two years. If he does it again, that's it. Like, I am all out. Like, I don't care if you hold everyone to zero. If yeah. you let 60 get on your head again. Like I am so far, like I'm done. I am so done. I, what, so I it's been so like 110 points or something close to that over the last two years, which is just out of control. It was, yeah. I think it was more than that. I think it's a, I think it's like 115 <laughs> or something or, yeah, or it's worse. That know. can't Hold happen. On. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I got to find this out. Cause I think it was like 61 to 57, right? So I think he gave up 61 or 62. And is I think he 62? gave up in the 50s. One night. Hold on. I have to find this out now because yeah, it's go going to bother it. me. Um, or if someone in the chat reminds me what the score. Can anyone in the chat do math? <laughs> <laughs> Just remind me what the scores were. So fifty six last year. Was it sixty two the previous? 62, I think thirty nine. Yeah, I think it was sixty two. So fifty six, sixty two. So that's one eighteen, dude. One eighteen. <laughs> You can't, you can't let, you can't let that happen. Like, like, oh. when when you put it like that, when you say one eighteen over the last two years to Ohio State, like it is incredible that that guy still is employed. Penn State hasn't given that up in four years. Right, exactly. I know you're a Penn State guy, but I'm not a Penn State guy. I Frank just know what annoys Michigan fans whenever <laughs> I brag about um, James Franklin. <laughs> Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it gets under everyone's skin. <laughs> I, it gets I, under think every- I think he's fine. Like, I don't think he, he sucks or anything. But Michigan fans hate. They hate, hate when they see James Franklin as 
the number one or number two Big Ten coach. Yep. Like, it drives them nuts. And then on top of that, I'll, like, quote tweet it and be like, ah, they got Go Franklin at number two. <laughs> oh, Dude, so, so, people, one. so people don't even think you're trolling? Like, they, they think Yeah, and then they'll be like, James Franklin sucks. And I was like, <laughs> that's 2016 Big Ten champion, yeah, James that... Franklin to you, buddy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, you got to tip the I'm cat. I'm trolling, did, but not really. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Like, I'm trolling, did but win not it. really. He like, won a Big Ten championship. I'll give him it. He won a Big Ten championship. So then I posed the question, and people got real mad because they probably felt it. I go, if James Franklin coached Michigan in 2016, does Michigan win the Big Ten title? Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro- <laughs> Probably. I mean, listen, that, that goes down, that year goes down as, as the biggest choke, um, may, maybe of my fandom. Look at look at all the guys on NFL rosters yeah, from all that over, team. all over. Good Lord, man. And, we knew and, they were good then. We knew all he had to do, they were good then. All he had to do is beat Iowa. If he beat Iowa, he could lose to Ohio State, and he's in. He's in the. Uh, he's in the playoff, no matter what. What a choke job, man! Yeah, that Iowa yeah. game, bro. That Iowa game. I don't know how that happens. Joke. All right. Well, anyways, as as we get closer um, to Michigan basketball season, I, I'd like to hop on here and talk a little bit about that with you as well. Man, hey, I'm gonna be on here a lot, man. As Let's soon go. as this thing drops, Howard, if you're listening, <laughs> how, how Max, is Max still here? Mac is here. I see you. Listen, I got I got Howard coming to visit me in Kansas next week. I'll I'll give you I'll give him a, a piece of my mind. All right, man. <laughs> I got like four DMs going like right now. Hey, is it up yet? Hey, is it up yet? Hey, is it up yet? Let's go. Man, come on, <laughs> come on, man. We'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll I'll see you, Drake. All right, take care. So um so yeah, Shawnee Brown. We'll see. We'll see what happens soon. Um, this weekend's going to be interesting. I'm probably going to come back on here um, and, uh, and talk more in detail, hopefully tomorrow, about Michigan-Minnesota football. Um, we'll see what, you know, the, uh, what the app is doing, and we'll kind of go from there. But um, big weekend, first weekend of Big Ten fo- football. It's been a long time coming, and it's October 24th. Um, all basically two months later. Uh, actually, I think I think Wisconsin plays Illinois on a Friday, so they play in about forty eight hours, and and that's super exciting. Um, but either way, I'm gonna be on here a lot more. Um, when um, when the seasons start up, we got football starting up, we got basketball starting up. Um. It's it's about to get really exciting. It's gonna gonna be a lot of fun. Um, and make sure you know we're all interacting. And then uh, I'm gonna record as many of these as I can, so I I can put them up on uh, the pod for later listens. So thanks guys for come coming in. See you later. Annie had an earache on a Saturday of all days, so her mom brought her to Minute Clinic at CVS, where you can see a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials like pain relief products. All in one visit. Even on evenings and weekends. You can even see us online with telehealth options. For quality, affordable care on your schedule, visit Minute Clinic at CVS. That's healthier made easier. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details.